What's up, guys? My name is Barn Saunders, and you're listening to the Sunday Recovery Podcast. Thanks for tuning in today, guys. And on this podcast, we will be talking about recovery in the broadest, most general sense possible. Recovery is so much more than just getting over something. Whether that be drugs, loss, physical injury, or mental health, the principles of recovery can be applied to all areas of life. And in this podcast, we're going to be focusing on everything and anything that can cause struggles in life or cause great success in life, and how to navigate through the good and the bad times, as well as getting on the path of recovery from any and all setbacks or choices that may have led you down the wrong path. Another thing I want to emphasize is recovery is a constant progression forward. And what that means is recovery doesn't ever end. You can recover from something and then always fall right back to where you were. That's why in recovery, and especially here on the Sunday Recovery Podcast, you won't hear us talk about how to recover and be finished. Recovery is always pushing forward and striving for betterment, even when the original reason for starting recovery is no longer a factor in your daily life. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Sunday Recovery Podcast. What's up, Daryl? How you doing, brother? I'm doing great, brother. How you doing? I'm good, man. Oh, good yeah. to be here. Yeah, man. Dude, I'm so grateful to have you come on the pod, man. It's been a long time coming. I know. Been sitting back just wondering when I was going to get the invite, but you know, it's all right. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. So it's super pumped to have Daryl on the pod this week, you guys. He's a great friend of mine. You know, I consider this fool a brother for sure. He's a sponsee brother of mine. So, you know, we got that connection as well. And, uh, you know, he's just a goon. So what can, what can I really say about him? Dog. <laughs> he's a dog. He's a dog. But yeah, man. So Daryl's a huge part of my recovery network. You know, ever since I met this guy, you know, I've, I've got to see this guy go through his whole recovery. You know, I met him when he uh, when he moved into the recovery house I was living in right before I moved out. Um, so, you know, I got to see this guy come in and uh, man, he's grown so much, man. And he continues to inspire me day in and day out. Um, and what you got, bro? Like you got to be coming up on 18 months, right? Yeah, I think it's uh, it's like 15 right now, 16. That's amazing, dude. Hell yeah. Huge congrats, man. 16 months in one week. Oh yeah. And then what's uh what's about to happen in two months? Oh, you know, the wedding, baby boy. Let's go. Hey. Let's go. It's Shout so out to the bride to be. Shout out to the bride to be, Brandy. Yeah. I'm so, I couldn't a... I couldn't be happier for you guys for real, man. Thank you, man. Huge Thank congrats. You. I'm so excited for you guys, man. The wedding is gonna be so much fun. I know. It's gonna yeah. be lit. Yeah, it's gonna be a great time, man. So yeah, man. I figured we just jump right into it, man. I'm I'm pumped to hear your uh your experience, strength, and your hope, man. I'm I'm pumped to hear your story. Yeah, well, all right. So I don't know, man. I I always like when I like talk about it and share. I always like to tell people that like I there was nothing really in my childhood to lead me down like into addiction or whatever. You know what I mean, like. I guess like you can get into like the genetics part of it or whatever, but cause you know, I got addicts in my family, but like, as far as like my upbringing, bro, like it was super cool. Like I, all my need, I, cause I always hear about like the crazy heinous childhood, you know what I mean? And like, yeah. that one just wasn't mine. I just, bro, all my needs were met. Most of my wants, like vacations, family, my parents are still married today. Like all that, man. And, uh, I don't know if it was trying to fit in or what it was, but I just guess it just happened. But like when I was, I grew up in PG County, you know, I live on the Eastern shore now, but I grew up in PG County, like a suburb of Washington, DC. Um, like, yay. <laughs> you see me, and I got a like, Maryland shirt on. I see you old alum over there. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, man, but it was, like, predominantly black area or whatever, you know what I mean? And uh, we got in a lot of fights, me and my brother, stuff like that. I remember when I was a kid, like, I watched my brother, like, essentially get curb stomped. Um, he uh, was, like, racing another kid and, like, won. 
And like the kid had fell, they like bumped bikes or nothing. It was nothing like crazy or anything. It was just the kid fell and got scraped up, and he I, I don't know how he spun it, but uh, his he came back with his older brother, and they like held me back and like jumped him, and the little kid like kicked his face and stuff. And we lived right behind the hospital. My dad had to like carry him to the hospital, and then like ever since then, like I just fought all the time, like. Never let him get beat up. Like, it just became a thing. I just felt like I wasn't going to let that happen again. Um, and, like, that, like, stuck with me throughout high school, like, to get somebody before they got me. You know what I mean? That kind of mindset or whatever. But the only thing that, like, kept me out of a lot of trouble was that, like, I got put into wrestling at a young age. Um, and then I was getting a little older and it was harder for my mom to like take me to where there was like competitive wrestling at um, and stuff like that. And my brother, I got beat up. So essentially we just moved as far south of Maryland as you could before you hit Virginia, um, all the way to the bottom of 301. I forgot, I think it's like the Harry Nice Bridge down there or some shit. But yeah, and then I went, it was crazy because I lived on one end of the county I worked in the middle of the county and I went to school on the other side of the county. So it would essentially be like I lived in Kent Island. I worked in Queenstown and then went to Kent High School. You know what I'm saying? Like it was yeah. a huge county. I knew everybody. So when I got into like smoking weed and stuff like that, you know, I just got into selling weed. I knew everybody. So it was kind of like easy. My sister's five years older than me. So it was a lot hanging out with her and her friends, older crowd, and just the older crowd came with older people, parties and stuff like that, you know, selling weed to them. Um, so, yeah. So when I was in high school, I went to Botech High School for, like, I went to school for construction, but there was, like, engineering kids and criminal justice and all. There was a cosmetology all types of shit. Um, Damn, man. That's, yeah, so it was kids from all over. <laughs> yeah, it was kids from all over the county. It was a huge school. I think my graduating class was like almost a thousand kids. It was Damn. ridiculous. Yeah, it's a big school. Um, but uh, when I was in high school, my sister broke her back in a car accident. Jeez. And this is like 2006, 2006, 2007. So, like, it wasn't really a lot of. Uh, heroin yet it was a lot of pills so and I was selling weed to her and all her friends you know what I mean so it was like she got the script and she never like used them right never did any of that it was all money for her which is like I don't know how she did that but hey you know what I mean I could do it after I started using um so I took 10 of them to school sold them the same day came back did it again I just kept doing it you know what I mean and then as time went on, like, the only thing that kept me from really falling all the way into that is wrestling. Mm. Um, so, like, I was good. I was winning tournaments. I was getting kind of scouted. Um, but, like, I broke my hands, blew my knee out. So, I couldn't go to States or nothing. But I was still, like, lucky enough to be noticed and have an opportunity. I could have went to wrestle a D2. But when I blew my knee out, I had got bored and I had like found little hustles too in school. Like this is back when like, if you had like a razor, you don't even remember the razor, dude. I forgot how young you were, bro. You remember the razor? The razor the scooter? No, the cell phone, bro. The Verizon phone. Motorola <laughs> <No>. razor. <laughs> oh my goodness. You make it feel old, bro. <laughs> so basically like back in the day, you if you had a certain type of, like for the iPhone, for instance, you had to have AT&T to get the iPhone. Or you had to have Verizon to get the Envy or whatever. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Yeah. Shit like that. So we found that we, the engineering kids and us found out a way to like jailbreak the cell system. And so I could put like the iPhone on the Verizon network form and stuff like that. Mm. So I was doing shit like that, like do anything to make a couple dollars. Cause I knew everybody. I was cool. I was like chameleon and shit. So I would sell pills and everything. Well, I graduated. Um, Blew my knee out, was going to have surgery and then go to spring camp and stuff like that. But I was like bored. I'm, I'm still selling drugs. Um, not really using outside of like a party type of usage. Uh, and I, I drove somebody to 
hit a lick and we had got caught or whatever. I'm still 17. But I remember I turned 18 on Friday and they indicted me on Monday. Damn, bro. Yeah, so, and I wouldn't tell him. Uh, he was a juvenile anyway. Uh, his parents came for money, so they, like, uh, their family owns, like, this little plot of plot of land in McLean that's worth, like, millions of dollars So because they're trying to build a skyscraper there. They won't sell it. I don't know. Anyway, so <laughs> then. Bro, I, McLean, I'm, sh- I'm sure it's worth a ton. Oh, they, yeah. yeah. So, like, I don't. I tell you, I, I'm gonna, I'm about to go to trial. They realize that they can't really prove the crimes that they're trying to get me for. But they're like, we can get you for conspiracy. And they could have, right? Because I gave them the stuff back because I had a ton of other stolen stuff and traded stuff and shit I shouldn't have had. My dad was doing his thing, so I couldn't let him come in the house with a warrant. So I gave him the stuff back. Um, and uh, I ended up getting like a conspiracy charge. Um got like 20 years all suspended mm-hmm. but one so they put this huge time over my head at wow. 18 i went to jail i came home i now have a, basically a theft charge which is a conspiracy commit burglary so yeah. nobody wants to touch me for a job so i just went back to what i knew man and real quickly like drugs like evolve you know what i mean like and the game evolved. People weren't doing pills anymore, and they were doing heroin. So, like any good entrepreneur, I evolved with the sales of my product or whatever. Um, and then I and like I can't even say I remember like exactly who it was, or even where I was at. I just remember like being in a party situation and like sniffing a little bit. And the dude I was selling to was like, "Man, you got." you doing that all wrong, bro. And I mean, I tried a needle and it was never like this gradual thing like people go through, bro. Like I, I got high on Monday and I was like a full blown addict on Friday. It was so fast. Um, and then it was just like crazy after that, man. I, I was in like this relationship with this girl who I had been with since I was in like ninth grade. And uh, her family is just, like, super strict like that. Went back and forth. Like, she stayed with me through jail, stayed with me through a couple rehabs. Eventually, like, took its course, you know what I mean? And then once I started using it, was like I couldn't make any money. I was selling drugs to maintain a habit. And it fucking sucked, really, like. And this is, like, so fast this happened. Um. So then I go to treatment, I come out of treatment, I'm good for a little bit, I get with a girl, I use, I'm right back at it. Now I'm not going probation, I'm not doing nothing, I'm running, I'm in and out on like BOPs for absconding and stuff like that. And it was just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Um, I, uh, I got to a point where like, my dad had, or my mom had, like, lost her, I don't know if she lost her job or was let go. It was during one of those, like, government shutdowns that they had. Um, So I think she was, like, laid off. So, like, we went through, like, a real financial issue in my family. Um, And I was, like, honestly, I was, like, I always hear that shit, like, I, uh, you know the joke where it's, like, um, the end of it's like an addict will steal your money and help you look for it. Yo, I would like steal your money, go buy drugs and come back and get high with you. Like, that's what I did. <laughs> and like, yeah, bro. but I was terrible. Like I would steal, but it didn't matter. Like all morals and principles that I live by now just were not there. Like I take money out of purses. I was just like a terrible, terrible son, brother, everything. Um, Anything and everything I did to get high. Like, yeah. For a while, in like my early using, like I wouldn't let my brother come around with me because I was going to do dumb shit. Um, I really didn't want him to. He would like throw fits about it, you know what I mean? And uh, eventually, it was just like I don't know, like I I don't want to use the word epiphany because it's a fucking terrible word to describe it as. But I was like, fuck it, if he comes and spends his money, like I can get high off him too. 
And like he came with me one day and now I've done dragged him into my addiction, bro. And that sent him off on like a terrible fucking path, man. And that's like the one regret that I had about the whole thing. Like he's doing great now, but I had well, I took full responsibility for him and everything he's going through and started doing. Um mm. But we just are moving all the time, fucking in and out. I'm living in hotels and all types of shit because my parents are getting like two bedroom houses and stuff like that. Um, living with my sister and just all types of shit. Um, I ended up getting with this other girl who I had uh, I went to high school with her. But like I said, I had that girlfriend that everybody knew about. So she was real like not fucking letting me cheat on her. <laughs> But not for like a trying on my part. Um, she, uh, I ended up getting with her. I was with her for a while, man. And I was like, we were living together and everything. I remember I got her. We, she had got pregnant. And uh, I remember like it was super selfish, but we were getting high and she had got pregnant. She was like, all right, we got to chill. And I was like, my like response was like, I'm not the one pregnant. You know what I mean? Which is yeah. fucked up, bro. It's really fucked up. Um, and, but that's how I carried it. And then long story short, she ended up like, we didn't know what was up. When we went to the doctor, uh, she had miscarried. Right. And I remember her being like, before that we had realized she miscarried, they're like, oh, there's two in there. Yeah. And we were like, damn. And then they're like, I remember the three words. It was like, no cardiac activity is what they mm -hmm. said. And I couldn't even process this, bro. Like, my mom was with us and everything. And I, like, I was just, like, I didn't know what to do. I remember I left her in there, bro. I just walked out of the room. My mom was, like, what's wrong? I was, like, go talk to her. Um, and, like, we got in the car. We went home. We got in my car. And we went and got high. Like, that's the only thing we knew how to do, bro. And I never really, like, processed it. You know what I mean? I know that, like. It's like a huge reservation I have now. Like if that, something like that were to happen again, because honestly, like when we found out she was pregnant, it was like it was like what I was using as like motivation to do good. You know what I mean? Like I was on some boxing. I was like trying a little bit. Um, but then like that happened, and it was just everything was out the window, and I was gone, bro. Um, I ended up eventually like violating probation again. And went and sat in jail for a little bit. And the judge was like, you never go to treatment, you never stay in treatment. So I did a jail-based treatment, which is just rehab in jail. Um, mm -hmm. And there she was like, I'll reconsider your sentence, you know, after uh, you complete it. And I was like, cool. So I did it. I was in jail for like five months in there. And I went to court. And I sat in that fucking holding cell all day. And they were going like postpone it. My mom had stood up and was like, you told him you were going to let him go. You need to see him today, blah, blah, blah. They ended up, like, not believing that she really said that, and, like, had to go get the transcript from the previous court date and everything. Oh, damn. They ended up letting me out. It was like court was closed already and everything, and I was still there. They let me out that day, though. Damn. And I was off probation and everything, bro. Like, I had been on probation for, like, seven years or something like that. Um, So it was, like, adult, first time adult life, I get out. No probation, no nothing. I'm clean. Like, I'm all right. Um, and I did good for a little bit, man. But like I said, like, I had nobody for the first time telling me what I could and couldn't do. Um, and old habits, bro. And I just fell right back into it real quick. And then in a 18 months, 16 month period, I think I caught like nine charges. Damn, bro. Um, yeah, bro. All like, and I remember it was right after they passed, like, that that law where, like, they put that fine line between distribution and possession. Like, if you have it like this or this amount of possession. So I always carried an X amount, so it would always be, like, a simple possession charge. Yeah. But it got to the point where, like, I had had so many that the state's attorney did not understand why I hadn't been charged as a subsequent offender. And they were going to give me four years for a fucking 10 bag of dope. Hmm. And, uh... They were like, well, you can go to drug court or you can go to prison. And I was like, well, I'll just go to drug court. Right. So I thought I was going to go to drug court and finesse it. Like, I finessed everything, right? 
and that didn't happen. I uh, went to treatment right in out of drug court, met a girl who was actually from over here, which is crazy. Um, got with her, we was all right for a little bit, but I had um, relapsed in the recovery. I was at the recovery house for like two days. They, were, they put me in a recovery house right across the street from my neighborhood. Like, <laughs> where you, right there. Where you were living? Yeah, bro. Yeah. It was like ridiculous. And then there was like, so I just parked my car at the gas station across the street and bro, I just did whatever. Um, eventually I just ran. Then they tried to send me to Hagerstown. I did all right there for a little bit, but like same song and dance, like she started using, so I started using, and it was just crazy. So like moral of the story, bro, same revolving door, bro. Drugs, drugs, jail, treatment, drugs, jail, treatment, drugs, jail, treatment, throw a girl in there somewhere. Like the whole time, it was the same thing. To never hold down a job. Lost all my trust with people. I burnt bridges because I thought I could swim. Like, it was ridiculous. Um, and then COVID hits. And I was so far gone. I didn't even know what the fuck COVID was, bro. Like, I remember getting locked up. I was the very first person in Calvert County Detention Center to have to quarantine for COVID. Damn. It was like the day they put the little order in through the courts. And I got locked up. So there was nothing like in place yet. So they just put me in lockdown, like on the lockup tier. And I sat in the cell for fucking 23 hours a day for three weeks and detox. Um, and they were like coming in like, where's this is the Corona. Like, I'm like, what the fuck is Corona, dog? Like, what are y'all? I mean, I know you hadn't even heard of it. Bro, I had no idea. None. Zero. I was crazy, so far dude. in my own world, bro. I had yeah. no and, like, I think about it now, like, that's how deep I was in whatever it is I was doing. And I was not even aware of, like, the outside world, bro. Yeah. If it didn't involve putting a needle in my arm, then I didn't care. And I was ridiculous. Like, if you could break it down, I was a needle junkie, bro. If you could break it down and put it in a needle, that's how I was getting high. And it didn't matter anything that I could use to get outside of myself. So they closed the court. I have, like. I had took myself out of drug court, right? Because I was in drug court for eight months and I was in jail or treatment for six of it. Um, and I was like, yeah, you can just, and they had told my lawyer that he was going to sentence me and let me go, like not even let me sit. So I was like, that just sentenced me. So I went home, was home for like six months and then I got locked up and got held and they shut the court down. I sat on a no bond for a violation of probation for nine months right. and did all my backup time to the point where like I had to write, the, I had to get my lawyer to write the judge to tell them that I have maxed out and they're holding me illegally. Yeah. So I got my court date. They let me out. The judge was like, I hope you do good. Like he's a good dude. Like the judge, like at the end of the day, just his, like, goddaughter had OD and stuff like that, and that's why he started the drug court and stuff like that. So he wasn't really, like, a hard ass, but he wasn't nice either. He was doing his job, and I yeah. see that now. But, like, when I'm in that mindset, I didn't see it at the time. Right. Um. But, yeah, man, I did that. I sat. I got out. He was like, I really hope I don't see you back here. And I haven't been back. I ain't been in trouble with the legal system at least since then. I did good for a little while. I was working. I worked the same job for like a year. Um, but eventually, like, uh, uh, eventually, I don't want to say I got bored or what it was, but I just fell back into it. I can't say it was like a specific event or anything crazy. It was just like it just happened like it always did, bro. I didn't change anything. I didn't do anything different. I didn't try to move out again. I didn't do nothing. I was being enabled with a place to live and stuff like that. Like, thank God my dad and mom never kicked me out, like, permanently. You know what I mean? Like, I always had a place yeah. to lay. If I ever stayed out, it's because I didn't have a ride and I wanted to get hot. So, eventually, like, I finessing, I, uh, what really did it for me when I realized that like I was killing my parents and I was, I was hurting the people around me when I was hurting myself is I had told my mom 
I was sick. This because this old hustle. I'm not even called hustle. The finesse was like I need a sub to get well to go to work. Like, and she would take me to get well in the morning. And I had did the same thing over and over again. And she would like want to see the sub that I bought. So I would just like take one I had, but really go get dope the whole time. Um, and I did that. She was like, you need to stop and get lunch. And I was like, yeah, let's go to Wawa so I can get something. And so I went to the bathroom at Wawa and fell right the fuck out, bro. Damn, Got bro. high, fell out. When I, came, I remember coming too, and like the only thing I was looking for was my phone because my dope was in my phone. And like I looked up and like my mom was sitting on the stretcher and uh, she was like uh, hyperventilating shit and like her blood pressure was all spiked and like ready to have a heart attack and everything. And it it took a while to like register what was happening. Um, And then the cop looked at me and was like, you're going to put her in the ground before you go in the ground and it's going to be your fault. And I was just like, damn. Yeah. But he wasn't lying, bro. He was not lying. Um, so I fucking I called avenues. Like I had went to the other avenues in Southern Maryland through drug court and I knew there was I, one on I didn't even know there was another avenues. Yeah, it's actually in Calvert County, like Where? twenty minutes from Bobby's house, mom's house. Um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i went to that one and uh so i knew they had one over here they were like talking about opening and stuff so i called and got in and my dumb ass is thinking that like i'm going to basically ocean city like i'm gonna be by the beach and shit like that and here i am like, <laughs> in fucking cambridge you know um and like never left fuck but uh so I did that. I didn't tell anybody for the first time because I had done this so many times like oh, i'm just gonna rehab Oh, uh, what's going to be different? You know what I mean? And she asked that question, like, when we were on the ride, she's like, what's going to be different this time? And I just, I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I was like, only thing I could say was like, you didn't make me go this time. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, And then she took me, I remember like getting high for the last time. Not remembering the ride really. I remember just coming to and being like out front of the jail because the jail is next door. And oh. like, I, what the fuck are you doing? You know? <laughs> uh, so I go in there and uh, I knew it was 60 days. And everybody was tripping about it being 60 days, but I knew it was 60 days. It, I didn't think 30 days would have been enough anyway. Um, and I just got ready to get sick, bro. Um, and they were super cool like they i got dosed like kind of early um real slow so i didn't i didn't get sent to like precip or nothing um and then when i was there like i don't know what flip man call it like a higher power moment an epiphany or something it was just like you cannot go i didn't want to go home bro i was turning 30 like i i was tired of like just I didn't want to go home and then, like disappoint anybody again because I did the same thing. So, mm. so I went to Avenues. I got real blessed with like a good counselor. Um, who who's your counselor there? Miss Kathy. Okay, I think I know her. Yeah, she was so cool, bro. Like honestly, I left so many times if it wasn't for her. I I tried. Shout that. out to Miss Kathy, man. Man, for sure. Um, honestly, like the greatest to ever do it. Like. My grandfather was diagnosed with Parkinson's not that long ago, and uh, my parents yeah. flew out there to like help him move into assisted living and stuff. Um, yeah, where in, where does he live again? Illinois. Uh, yeah. So that was like my excuse to leave. You know what I mean? Mm. And like my grandfather's in the other fellowship, right? So like, my fucking Miss Kathy like calls my mom, and like I, cause I tell her this. And she like calls my mom and stuff like that and like sets up a fucking Zoom meeting with Pop Pop and shit like that. And he's like, he was like, if you leave, you ain't coming here. So I don't, you know what I'm saying? I Damn, was like, bro. That's that tough love, man. Yeah, for sure. And he's, he's like super. That's old. real, bro. Like, let me tell you, my grandfather did was like, um, and like being young, it's just one of those things that like I looked over. I never like took the opportunity to like get close to him. It's one of those relationships I thought I had lost, you know what I mean? And we're super right. close now. Right. He was like, bro speaks like seven languages. Okay. He was Damn, Air Force that's crazy. intelligence, bro. 
And during the cold, oh yeah, I think you've told me about bro, that. Oh yeah, during the cold yeah. war, he would like fly over Russia and like these enemy spaces, bro, and like record, and then translate in real time That's while wild. he's flying and like record and translate what they're saying, and then come back, and then like ended up going to the CIA has like super top level clearance, can like walk into the Oval Office type of shit, bro, like. Wow, bro. So like when you I'm like me. You're not that you're not on that level. <laughs> you're not on that level. Okay. But uh it's crazy. I remember when I first went to school, I was in school for engineering before I switched my degree. And he was like, he didn't know I was in the trouble I was in. And he was like, Well, when you're done, apply for the CIA and put my name on. And I was Damn. like, damn. You know what I mean? Just like shit like that that I had no idea about like well, how my life could have went, right? But yeah. Anyway, I did that, and I remember, like, walking, after doing that, I walked into, like, the case management, and I was like, I cannot go home. Y'all got to find me somewhere to go, period. And she was like, all right. That was the whole conversation. I left, and then, like, the next week, I was signing papers for, like, releases to recovery houses. At first, I was going to go to 3.1, but I had applied for school while I was there because I had all the credits because when I got locked up the first time, I was in school release. Um so I had accumulated like credits and stuff like that. Um, and I was like, they're going to waste, man. And I was just like in there, like helping out, like people were coming to me and shit. Um, you know, Chris came in and almost left. And then I like talked him down and like, you know, that's another relationship that I made. Um, so I like applied for the CDC classes and fucking got in. And then I was like, I can't go to the 3.1 cause then I can't go to school. You know what I mean? And my counselor was like, yeah, you don't need to do that. We're going to find you a regular recovery house. And I was like, cool. Um, and then, like, remember they told me I was going to Easton. It was like, I like a week and a half left. They were like, yeah, you're going Easton to Davis Street. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. cool. And then, like, the day before I'm leaving, I'm eating. And she's like, I told you you're going to Cambridge, right? And I was like, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. And I remember I had, like, I don't know, I had, like, this expectation all of a sudden, right? And then they're, like, nah, which I'm super, th- like, grateful for the fact that I didn't go to Easton. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm super glad because I wouldn't have been in the house with y'all, you know what I mean, or nothing. Um, And, uh, yeah, man, so I left. I got, I took, like, they were bringing the meetings and stuff in, right? But I had yeah. never really, like, gave it a chance before you know i had been introduced to it previously through other rehabs and people um, but i was just like this shit is a cult bro like y'all are wilding <laughs> i like my weed and i was like i'm gonna smoke weed when i get out because weed's not my problem um mm. so i uh somebody came in i think it was mr lori bro for real had came into avenues and like talk some good shit and i was just like maybe these are some people i should be listening to bro and then uh mike came in and i didn't realize that's whose house i was going to at the time um so when i found out i was like cool like all right maybe i'll try that shit i ain't got nothing else to do right right right. six months of free rent you know what i mean so yeah which was a blessing too, because I didn't have to worry about getting a job too soon. And I came over there, bro. And I remember I walked in the house, but nobody there. I think <laughs> I was there, but he, oh, I seen Zai the other day too. Um, he was there, and but he was, you know how he was. He was in his room. That was it. And I was just chilling. Josh came in, all Josh like and shit. And was like, hey, you ain't here with me, bro. Come on. He, like, got all his shit out of the way. His 99 pairs of shoes and shit. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, cool. And he was like, I'm the assistant house manager. He was like, I should do your intake, but fucking Barnes needs to do his job. So I'm going to let Barnes do it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, Barnes must not do shit for real. Yo, that's crazy, bro. <laughs> bro, I was working full time and going to school full time. Oh, yeah. Mike was like. Your house manager goes to College Park two days a week. I don't know what he does over there, but <laughs> <laughs> nah. But when I found out you were in, like in, back in school and stuff, like I was like, oh, 
like this is cool, right? Because like I'm trying to do that, so it was cool to like have somebody doing that shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, fucking man. Fucked I, re I remember up, when I man. first met you, we were talking about that. Yeah, bro, yeah. it was like such a breath of fresh air, bro. Like, hell yeah, I wasn't like anxious or like worried about it, but it was just like I don't know what the word is, but it was real calming to know that like somebody else was like getting shit done like that too. You know what I mean? Um, oh yeah. And yeah, man, recovery house. I still tell people like I don't to condone them joints, right? Like, you know, <laughs> I wanted to get, I wanted to finesse every rule I could, bro. I wanted to do what the fuck I wanted to do, you know what I mean? But like, I didn't, right? Because I needed somewhere to live, really. Uh, and y'all had the rule, like we had to go to a meeting every day, so that's what I did. I fucking jumped in the home group, you know what I mean? I fucking the only thing I did that I would never suggest is like I took I asked somebody to be my sponsor that somebody had suggested for me to have a sponsor to have sponsor me, which really at the end of the day was like a terrible idea because like I, I knew nothing about this guy. I seen him like a couple times and I'm not going to say his name because I think he did me real dirty because I don't know what he was going through or whatever, but essentially just ghosted me, bro, like moved. Didn't say nothing. Stop picking up the phone. Like, all that wild shit. Like, some shit you would do if you relapsed or something, bro. Man. And, like, I just thought that it was real fucked up. You know what I mean? Um, And uh, I fucking remember, like, I, I think I was with y'all, man. It was, like, me, you, Bobby, Jimmy. um, Somebody, I don't know what we were doing, but I ended up fucking at Jimmy's house. Yeah. And fucking Bobby could go over there and fucking we're about to leave. And I was like, hold up, Bobby. And I went inside and I was like, I was like, bro, I need a sponsor, bro. Like, I'm just like going through some motions at this point. Like, I need to do something. I was getting like antsy, bro. Like, I'm not saying I was ready to do some wild shit, bro, but I needed some direction on something to do other than nothing. You know what I mean? Like, school hadn't started yet. You know, I wasn't working yet. And, uh, fucking provided that little void at the time and yeah. look what it's turned into you know what i mean like best decision i've made so far well not the best one oh yeah top five you know what i'm saying <laughs> uh, yeah yeah but uh man so i, I bet you be questioning that decision though sometimes oh bro. man when he gets on my nerves bro I'm like <laughs> why do i even hang out with you anymore bro i'm sure no i'm just saying uh Hell yeah, bro. Definitely a top top five decision oh, for yeah. me, bro. Yeah. I think she can't hear me. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's why you said it wasn't the best. <laughs> nah, but, uh, yeah, so he didn't, like, make me start doing nothing over and nothing. I hadn't really started anything. Did a little reading or whatever, but yeah. I kind of jumped into it, right? I had the home group. I was, like, doing stuff, helping out, whatever, like. And then, like, we did, like, I remember we did the karaoke, bro. Like, yeah, bro. Bro, I was, like, <laughs> never in my life would I ever thought I'd be sitting up here sober with a bunch of grown men looking like a fool on the stage. But it was it was <laughs> fun as shit, bro. Yeah, man, that shit was hilarious. Just doing stuff like that, man, like, really helped me out, bro. Like, just going places, bro, for your birthday or whatever when we went to Ocean City. You know yeah, what I mean? Man, that was like, a great people, time. Like, just not, I wouldn't even say like extending my hand, just making sure I had fun in recovery, like early recovery was super important. Um, and I'll never like it's something that the only way to pay that back is to like pay it forward, you know what I mean? And I don't do enough of it at this point. I make excuses because I got all this stuff going on, but like I could at the end of the day, like I could put out a little bit more effort. I'm just in just this weird space about it, but at the end of the day, I. I tried to, like, say I was going to do stuff and did it, man. I went back to school. I'm still in school. I graduate next fall. Right, bro. Yeah, bro. I'm, I'm so hyped for you, man. Bro, I'm Seriously, a... dude, I'm I'm so fucking proud of you, bro. Yeah, bro. Thank you, you see that, bro? Because let me tell you, right, when I when I was at the recovery house, right, and, uh, you know, like, I, was, I, I went back to school in uh, in the winter semester. Yeah. Right. So so when you moved into the house, you know, that was the spring semester. That was my final semester I needed. You know, I loaded that semester up with all the, the remaining credits I had so I could still graduate that spring. Um, but I, you know, I went back to school for, uh, for, I think it was, I think it was two classes, six credits over the winter semester. 
Um, and bro, I can't even begin to tell you like countless people came up to me and they were like, yo, I hear you I hear you went back to school. You know, I heard you're doing online courses and you're going to going to be going back in person next semester. Like, that's so amazing, man. You know, I'm going to do that too. Like I want to do that too. And you know, so, so many people came up and, and, and said to me like, yo, you're, you're inspiring me to go back to school and finish my degree or, you know, go to school and get my degree, go back to school and get a degree. Um, and bro, I, I would tell everyone the same thing I told you, like, yo, you can do it. Yeah, I believe in you believe in yourself. Like this shit is really possible. Like, if you have any questions at all, if you need any help, like, you know, I'm grinding, we can grind together. Um, and like, bro, out of, out of everyone that told me that shit, bro, you're the only one that actually like went back to school and like, you're sticking with it, bro. And like, you're, you're going to graduate next semester, man. And it's, it's amazing, bro. And, and there's, there's a couple of people now who are, who are going back to school, right. I have a couple of people in my network, uh, out here in Arlington now who are starting to go back to school and like, that shit's inspiring me. And I'm like starting to look at like, okay, like what, uh, you know, what sort of certification courses can yeah. I take? You know, how, how can I further my, you know, my education and my, my skills and stuff, you know, in terms of my career. Right. Um. So bro, I really want to say, man, I'm, I'm so fucking proud of you, bro. Thank you, bro. And best believe I'm going to be there. If, uh, if it's an in-person graduation and you're walking man. across that stage, man. It's crazy. Cause I told Brandy, I was like, I don't, I don't want to walk. Like, I don't really have the <laughs> desire, you know what I mean? Like, I don't need yeah. it for any type of like, and and just like she like ref, like, uh, did it like about a celebration. Like, you're not doing that shit for you, bro. Like, you're doing yeah. that shit so everybody else can see that shit. And honestly, if it wasn't for her, like, I wouldn't be walking, bro. Like at yeah. all. So when the time comes, I'll definitely let you know. I do know that come this come this spring when I got put in these uh transfer applications, I'm definitely applying for maryland too let's go Yo, let's yeah go. stallsbury maryland umes um, hell yeah dude just just the ones that are like fathomable and like yeah. will work with my schedule and stuff so it should totally be not. dope man i'm looking forward to it bro hell yeah man i was super patient too man like i just like went through the process even with like everything like the work thing bro like I had, like, once I got to the point where I was like, okay, I need a job, I got real impatient with not having a job real fast to the point where, like, Jimmy was, like, paying me to do yard work and shit. So, like, <laughs> I would shut the fuck up. I'm like, I have no money. He was like, you don't fucking need money. Your mom pays your cell phone and you don't pay rent. Why do you fucking need money? And I was like, I was like, fucking Barnes and Josh pay for me to do everything. Like, fuck, I need money, bro. <laughs> so he got to that. And then he was like, go apply to Treehouse. And then I remember, like, I applied at Treehouse and, like, ascent, like verbally got the job, but I'm waiting for, like, the background. I'm getting discouraged. And then all these job opportunities fell on my lap, bro. Like, full, yeah. like, this uh, diesel. Dude, I, I remember that, bro. You, I felt like every every other week you were telling me, like, yo, I got the job here. I'm about to go work here. Yeah, and, and I, I would like, tell Jimmy that. And he'd be like, no, you're not. No, the fuck yeah. you're not, bro. Like, chill. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, bro. And then... I chilled, bro, and finally, like, I remember it got to the point where t- the lady at Treehouse is so dope, bro. She started me for, like, orientation and stuff before my background even came back. Oh, I was awesome, like, this man. is what's going to be on it exactly. I promise you I'm not lying. And she was yeah. like, all right, if that's what's on it, come on. And I'm like, all right. So I went there. I did the three days. And on the third day, I would have had to, like, go home and sit some more because I couldn't actually start. The fucking yeah. background came in while I was nice. there. Yeah, bro. I got in, bro, and like now, like I'm like certified, licensed stationary engineer for the state of Maryland and shit. Who would have thought, bro? Bro, who would have <laughs> thought, thought, bro? <laughs> it's crazy, and worse. That is so crazy, man. Man, it's like super gratifying, like, like because I work at a place like I don't want to sound like, but like I can do everybody's who works there. Like I can do their positions aside of like management type stuff like on the floor and production i can do all their jobs but none of them can do my job you know what i mean yeah and uh i almost blew up already like what i with the refrigeration system like a contractor almost blew a compressor up while i was standing next to it it was the craziest thing bro i fucking never ran so fast in my life um (laughs) that compressor is still not put back together it was eight months later jesus 
Yeah, man, there's that. Dude, it's man. something's it's something, right? So some something I was told um in my early recovery, right? This time around when I got clean, man, you know, something I was told was, you know, obvious obviously I was told the cliches, right? Like don't don't leave before the miracle yeah, happens, right? Yeah. You know, stick stick around and you'll see the miracle. Um, but one one thing that I was told was uh and and this for whatever reason, like it stuck with me so much and I keep Bro, especially lately, dude, like I've been on this huge gratitude kick yeah. lately. It's just so overwhelmingly grateful for everything in my life in, in the best way possible, right? Um, And so this phrase, I've been like, I keep repeating it because I kept hearing it in my early recovery is, you know, stick around long enough and the gifts of recovery will just keep coming. Oh my gosh, bro. The gifts of recovery, bro, they just keep it coming is. and coming. And every time... You know, every time I'm like, damn, like, how can this shit get any better? Like, I can't believe my life today compared to what it was like a month and two years ago. Yeah. Right. And actually a little, uh, little over two years and a month ago. Right. Like I never uh, would have, wow. I never would have wow. envisioned to be where I'm at today. No. Um, and it's, man, it's something about, you know, because you were you were talking about how you're so grateful that you waited yeah. for that for the job at Treehouse, right? Um, it's something about waiting, right? Because I wanted to go right back to school yeah. when I got out of treatment. Um, and I wanted to go back to CP, bro. <laughs> like, bro, I was I was like, you know, when I was when I was getting ready to leave treatment, I was like, man, I'm good. I got this shit figured out. I know I'm good. I'm going to go back to College Park, get myself a new apartment. I'm going to be back with all my boys, all my fraternity brothers. I'm going to go straight back to school. You know, I'm not going to miss a beat, bro. I just had to take a little break, but I got this shit. Yeah. Like, that's, that's what I was thinking. Absolutely. When I was treatment. And, um, man, everyone, bro, everyone was telling me, like, hey, man, like, what's the rush? Yeah. Like, yeah. What, what, are you, what are you in such a rush for? Right. Like, I had only been clean. You know, less than a month when I was having these sorts of thoughts, get ready yeah. to leave treatment. And um and and yeah, man, this guy who uh, you know, cause they they brought the meetings in in the in the the treatment I was at too and uh up in Chestertown, man. And you know, this guy came in there at the meeting and he and he was sharing about how, you know, throughout his basically what he was saying was his whole active addiction was based on instant gratification. Yeah. Which obviously as absolutely a, as, as an addict, bro, I can right. relate to that, right? Like I've I've never met an addict who, you know, is like instant gratification. What what is that? Like that's bullshit. Like so so he was he was saying how his whole active addiction was defined by seeking instant gratification and rushing for what he wanted when he wanted it. Yeah. And then and then on the flip side, he said, however, my recovery today has been all defined by delayed gratification. Yeah. And working towards long term goals. Yeah. And, you know, for whatever reason, man, I think it was a combination of that. Plus, uh, you know, there was no way in hell that anyone was going to help me get an apartment in college. <laughs> <laughs> Ah. right and and i didn't have i didn't have the credit score and shit so i was definitely gonna need a co-signer and uh there was no there there wasn't a chance that anyone nice. was gonna co-sign on, on a lease for me so uh so i was just like you know what man like why you know in, instead of rushing right back to college park yeah right back to what i was doing with the assumption that I had my shit figured out and the assumption that I could go right back to exactly what I was doing, but not get high no more. Um, <laughs> like that shit would have, it would have been impossible for me. Yeah. It sounded good yeah. at the time, didn't it? Right. Right. It sounded real good at the time, bro. Oh yeah. I'm a man. And, and it was in the summer too, right? My clean days, July 14th. So I was like, Oh man, I'm not even going to miss a semester, bro. I'll be right back. <laughs> I was like, bro, I'll, I'll be right back in the chapter house come come fall baby let's go um but man the the reality is bro right i i think about this a lot right if i you know when i got out of treatment man if i hadn't taken the time off from school that i took and if i hadn't taken that time to focus on nothing except for my recovery yeah 
I don't think I'd be here today, man. Man, I really, I really don't think I'd be here today if I didn't take time to just sit and focus on my recovery. Yeah. And 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 push everything else aside, knowing that I, you know, eventually I'll go back to school, I'll get my degree, you know, eventually this, eventually I'll do that, and all that stuff will be nice. But right now, in order for me to get there successfully, I need to take the time yeah. to focus on my recovery. And um, and yeah, man. So that's bro, and and I see that play out in my life today. Yeah. Almost like constantly, dude. Yeah. Like I'll have, you know, like I've I'll have all these goals, I'll have shit I want to do. You know, I'll be I'll be bouncing from one thing to the next, talking about, oh, I need to go do this, oh, I need to go do this. Um, and, and I'll just kind of sit back and realize like, Hey man, what am, what am I seeking right now? Yeah. Like, am I, am I seeking like stuff that's gonna, you know, give me some sort of sensation in the moment, whether that be like a rush of energy from, you know, bouncing around doing a bunch of different thing with things with work or, you know, going around trying to, you know, see people and catch up with people I haven't seen in a while um you know trying to do you know playing stuff out with my girlfriend you know trying to do all these things um when the reality is man like the goals that i have in my life right like it's not gonna happen overnight yeah so if i can just sit still and do the slow grind yeah like put in the slow work put in the work for yeah. sure but uh you know it's it's always so much more worthwhile yeah. when you achieve something that took a little while to it give you that Especially because, like, uh, I, I did, like, a, I watched, like, so, like, I remember every morning I would watch, like, motivational videos and, like, speeches and shit like that. And it was just, like, it's not always about, like, you if you only enjoy the destination and not, like, the process, you'll never really enjoy it when you get it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I remember fucking, um, and that's another thing, like, I, like, Got it. I enjoy the process, bro. And it's like success doesn't happen overnight, right? And um, as long as like every day you do a little bit, like you have what you consider a successful day, like you work towards it a little bit every day, like I feel like that sets you up better in the long run. And it like comes down to like when I was trying to buy the house, bro, like it's a goal that we both have to buy a house. You know what I mean? And uh I was in, I'm in the position where like the credit is right. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, like I could have made it happen. You know what I mean? But if I sit back and I give it like another year, I'll have two years of employment in one place and my credit score will be that much better. I'll have a better fucking interest rate. You know what I mean? Like the loan will be better, the finance and everything. So like, why? what's the need to fucking rush it right now? You know what I mean? Like it's going to happen, yeah, man. you know? So the timing is everything, man, for sure. And patient. And like, while I was there too, like I found like, I've always been religious or whatever. You know what I mean? I practice a lot more now than I used to, but it's like, man, I would just, the patience thing would be like, bro, I would like pay, pray to be, pray for patience essentially. And yeah. I would never like, I'm never like just, patient all of a sudden you know what i mean like i'm always just given another opportunity to practice patience you know yeah. and and that's really what like builds it you know what i mean i just i can't rush it bro because it's just not gonna happen like i didn't as much as people like i'm not gonna sit here like we'll go i'll get into the relationship part right like the one <laughs> suggestion i didn't take you know what i mean yeah talking about um, rushing huh you know <laughs> <laughs> I can't sit here and like preach and be like, oh, don't get in a relationship the first year, whatever, whatever. Right. But it's like this story that like I remember I heard the story and I shared the story like um, when I celebrated, man. And it's like the, the dad cut up this newspaper and the newspaper had the picture of the globe on and he cut it in like puzzle pieces and gave it to his daughter to put together. And she did it like real fast. And he was like, well, how'd you do that so fast? And there was a picture of a man on the other side. She told him, she was like, I just put the man back together and the world fell in place. And that like really yeah. stuck with me when I heard it, bro. Cause that's really like what you're talking about, bro. Like I realized like when I sat back and I focused on myself and what I needed to do to better myself, like everything came, the job, 
school, the girl, like everything came and I was really focused on me. So when I started talking to Brandy, like, I mean, I always joke with her like she's 13 stepping, you know what I mean? Like it's, <laughs> I always fuck with her, you know? Um, but at the end of the day, like, yeah, y'all gave me shit about it. And obviously, right, like I'm a man, I know what I was really, I know what I wanted to do, right? But it wasn't like, it was real clear very early that like it wasn't just going to happen like that. It wasn't going to be that, you know what I mean? And um, a lot of her friends became my friends. And and it didn't happen right away, you know what I mean? Like we yeah. kind of chilled and shit, you know what I mean? Like, and I it was yeah, man. Like, I I remember you guys were uh, just friends. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, bro. I, bro, I swear, bro, I swear, bro. Man. I swear, man. I'm different. Yeah, different. Man. Yeah, had the conversations about it and everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, very quickly, right? You know what I mean? Like very quickly, it got to the point where like I remember I was over here chilling. And I had had the conversation with Jimmy, like, was like, that's your girl. And I'm like, no, she's not, bro. <laughs> and he's like, yes, you, like, what's the difference between what y'all are doing and what uh, somebody in a relationship does? And I could not yeah. answer his fucking question, bro. And it drove me nuts. And I remember yeah. saying, I came over here, bro. And I remember I was like, the whole time I was here, I was like, just ask her, just ask her, just ask her. And I remember I had even went to leave. And I stopped at the door and I was like, stop being a fucking pussy, bro. And I came back and I was like, so this is how I, I was like, so what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? For real? You <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, it's fucking 1155. I'm about to rush back over here to make curfew. Like, what are we doing? And she was just like, I don't know what you want to do. <laughs> and I was like, that. <laughs> all right. So that's what it ended up being. And yeah. And then it was like. The relationship did escalate quickly. I did. I was trying to move out to recovery house. I was like, I'm only gonna live here for six months. It's the only free rent I get. I'm not paying. I was. I'm sorry. I love Mike. I love what he's trying to do, but Daryl was not paying X hundred of dollars to share a room with another grown man. That's just not my yeah. swag. That wasn't what I was gonna do. If I'm paying money to live, I'm gonna fucking live by myself. And I was fucking. We was just laid up, and she was like. I remember she, I feel like she wanted to ask me, but she didn't want yeah. to make it seem like it wasn't her idea. So she was like, you know, Kirby said you should just move in with me. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, so Kirby said, or you want me to move in? Like, let's start there. You know what I mean? And yeah. she was like, I mean, you're moving out anyway. Like, oh. And obviously it was a terrible idea, right? But I was like, my thought process was like, I mean, if I'm going to end up, I know the type of person I am, I'm going to end up paying rent somewhere and be over here all the time anyway. It's going to be fucking dumb paying rent somewhere else. So I don't know if Josh called you after I did it, but I didn't say nothing to nobody, right? I told Josh yeah. at work, I was like, I'm leaving. Yeah. And he was just like, I think he just blew me off. He didn't think he I was told serious. Me, bro. He I, didn't think I found it, out. He didn't think I was serious. And I was like, all right. I got yeah. off work at 3.30, and I was I was moved in over here by 4 o'clock, bro. Like, I just... <laughs> Damn, bro. Yeah, I remember Matt was the only one home. Matt was like, this has got to be the most gangster shit I've ever seen at a recovery house, bro. <laughs> and I did. I slid right over. I mean, I didn't just, like, make the decision and go, right? Like, I took suggestions. I talked to people. Yeah. I talked to people outside of recovery, right? Like, my brothers lived with his girl their entire relationship. You know what I'm saying? I talked to him. Talked to my dad, I talked to Jimmy, I, I talked to you, I talked to Josh, yeah. you know what I mean? And at yeah. the end of the day, I was like, you know, if it's going to work, I remember Jimmy kept hitting me like, what if? Like, what if this happens? What if that happens? And my response was just like, what if none of that happens? What if, like, it fucking works out? You know what I mean? And I won't know yeah. unless I fucking go, you know? Like, Thanks, I had a backup plan. I was, I'm glad, truly glad I didn't have to use it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I fucking just did it, man. I jumped. It worked, worked I out. Couldn't be ha I couldn't like, be happier, more happier bro, for you. Worked the out way it worked out. Me, bro. And, and I'm thinking, like, you know, like, what if, you know, you were talking about those what ifs, right? Like, what if uh, it works out and we're getting married bro. less than a year later? <laughs> bro, I'm telling you, it's crazy. I remember because, like, you know, I've always wanted, like, had the picture, right? Like, I've always really, like, wanted to, like, spend my life with somebody. And yeah. I remember 
I remember asking Jimmy because I knew Jimmy had got married kind of fast, and I was like, "Bro, how do you know?" Dude, like he got married so fast. Like he was married. Like I think he's they were together like nine months. Yeah, nine months. Proposed, right? So it was about the yeah. same timeline. And I was just like, "How do you know?" And he was like, "I knew what I wanted from a wife. I knew what I wanted from someone I was spending life with. I knew what I was getting from her, and that it lined up." You know what I mean? Yeah. And and it all lined up for me, man. Hell yeah, man. So I just. When we had talked about it, it got to the point where, of course, yeah, you know, we're getting older and shit, you know what I mean? And, yeah, uh, yeah so I had this fucking extravagant plan, bro. Like, I was gonna take her to New York <laughs> City and fucking propose to her. At, Dude, like, your, proposal, your proposal was amazing, man. That bro, video is, bro, that video is so yeah. amazing. I, sh- I showed Glennis. Yeah. And dude, she was like, she was like tearing up, man. She was like, that is the most romantic. Thing. <laughs> and then I, sh- then I showed her the screenshot of you <laughs> peeping with the one eye open. Oh, because Trey, I was going to like chill for a second, bro. As soon as we got there, Trey was like, give me your phone. Give me your phone. Give me your phone. Oh, damn. Yeah. He was like, hurry up. Let's he go. Was he, he was hyped for it. He was hyped for it. It's so cool. Like. It's so cool. It's man. so cool. Especially because like I had like the situation where like I. I didn't have the opportunity to have my kids and like so to have like a cool ass relationship with him, bro, means so much to me, bro. Super important. Like it's awesome, man. He like he like texts me and will like call me and like ask me for stuff instead of her and she gets all butthurt about it or whatever. <laughs> and then he like we've gotten so close now, he'll like ask me stuff he knows he needs to be asking his mom, but he knows he'll get like a what answer he'll get out of me. And I have to be <laughs> like, bro, you know you gotta ask your mom bro like especially when yeah. it comes to, like hanging out with your girl and stuff like that bro you got that's a mom thing bro i'll pick you up and everything but mom's gotta say yes to that dog you know what yeah. i'm saying like but yeah man i fucking that's awesome man i definitely propose they can also have like six to nine months of like chill for a second she's like what about october and i'm like it's like two and a half months girl <laughs> bro, bro fuck it let's just go this dude really proposed, and the wedding is already set for two bro, months later. Set, bro. And on the low, low, too. I'll probably make you nice, but I mean, I spent money, but like in the big scheme of things, it's been a real, it's like worked out. So many people have like wanted to help us and offered to help. I'm truly blessed with like the friends that I have today. You know what I mean? Yeah. Man. And like, the family that like, all the relationships that have been mended because of this program and like, because I got clean and stayed clean this time man and i couldn't have i wouldn't even be in this position with without the program and you know god and just guidance and shit like that bro like i really wouldn't man and i'm fucking super glad that i'm in the position i'm in today bro that's the gifts of recovery i'm all day bro all day oh yeah dude that's an amazing way to to bring the bring the episode to a close man yeah. for sure bro dude thank you so much for hopping on the pod man thanks yeah, for telling bro. your story man and you know i'm pumped for the wedding man it's gonna be a great time i'm sure it's gonna be beautiful you know i can't wait to be rocking a cowboy hat with my bro boy. it's gonna be lit bro <laughs> i'm telling you bro stop playing with me bro. oh you already got your hat Bro, I Let's got this in go. Texas, bro. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. But there's a store in Delaware we're going to go to because I can get Trey one to take these family pictures because now my mom got my nephew's one and shit. My dad done got his cleaned <laughs> up. You know what I mean? Like, That's awesome, bro. Yeah. Hell, yeah. It's going to be dope, man. Hell, yeah, man. Yeah, bro, dude. Once again, Daryl, thanks so much for coming on, man. And, you know, uh, hey, actually, I, I got to talk to you because um, – uh, Cause bro, Jimmy was telling me, uh, you got uh, you got Matt, Matt and Josh cooking, <laughs> chefing it up for you, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. Uh, I'll I'll talk to you about that. I'll I'll, I'll Facetime you after, but um, right. but yeah, bro. Thanks again, man, and no and problem, huge man. shout out to uh to Brandy, of course. You know, both you guys are honestly you're some of the most amazing people I've ever met Thank in my you. life. One of the best couples. I've ever met like you know Thank in you, terms of a relationship I look up to you guys man Thank seriously you, you know just to see how much you both you know you guys are always there for each other and it's been like that since day one and and it really shows bro yeah. that's the thing right like you, 
you don't even really have to say anything because it shows by both of both of your actions, man. That means a and lot I coming from that, you. Bro. That means a lot coming from you. It really does, bro. Honestly, like thank you, bro, for sure. Of course, bro. Of course, man. All right, man. Want to say thanks again. Thanks for everyone who tuned in this week, and uh, just just stay stay posted, man. I got a bunch of bunch of upcoming guests coming. Um, and actually, so I say I got a bunch of upcoming guests. I think I'm going to probably do two or three more episodes of season two. Um, but I got some guests lined up for the start of season three, man. Going to nice. take it in, in another little different direction for season three. So I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm super yeah. fucking proud of you, bro. Growing this thing. I remember when you were talking about it in the recovery house and I was like, well, yeah, it's a great idea. But you're fucking doing it, man. You're not like you said, like I'm the only one, but like you set the foundation, bro, for sure. Like I I can't tell you how much fucking the stuff you did and showed me fucking helped me, guide me where I'm at, bro. So super proud of you, dog. Thank you, man. No Thank problem. you, man. It means the world to me, bro. For real. All right. Thanks for everyone who tuned in to listen this week. We'll catch you guys next Sunday. Hope everyone has a great week and uh do something good for yourself. Maybe go out and buy a cowboy hat or <laughs> Or giant teddy bear or something like that. <laughs> hey, I love you, bro. For real. Bro. All right, bro. Love you too, bro. All right, brother. And as always, here on the Sunday Recovery Podcast, we like to make sure our listeners know that we are not affiliated with any 12-step program. You might hear us talk about things like meetings. You might hear us talk about things like sponsorship, step work. But we are not affiliated with any 12-step program in particular. Um, We are all about recovery, finding lasting recovery, and finding recovery one day at a time. Thanks again for everyone who tuned in, and we'll catch you next Sunday.